Hey, what's going on, everyone? How you guys doing today? My name is Matt Jarbo. Welcome back to Milkart Mysteries, and I know it's been a hot minute since I posted an episode. I am really sorry for the delay. I ended up getting hired on by the United States Census. I had to go through an absolute insane amount of testing and, and learning uh, in order to get ready to go out. And I'm finally now completed with my training, having started working there so I can finally get back on a decent schedule and start pumping out these episodes. Because if you've missed Milk Carton Mysteries, I've missed talking to you guys about true crime. So let's dive right into today's stuff, which we're going to be talking about an update, an arrest made in the Seattle suitcase killer, which is awesome, in my opinion. The terrible, tragic story out of Montana, where a young baby has been found in a partial grave, and the tragic, disturbing tale coming out of Mexico, where a young American woman was found dead and missing her teeth on the other side of the border. Like I said, there's a lot going on in the world. There's a lot of crazy stuff that's going on in the world. And of course, this podcast will cover as much of it as humanly possible. As always, if you guys want to submit your own stories, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the milk carton. I appreciate everyone who listens. Even though I haven't posted in a while, our viewership, our listenership is still going up. So that's fantastic. So why don't we dive right in to the first story? Now, two months ago, teens participating in a scavenger hunt discovered the bodies, human remains, in suitcases at Duwamish Head, a beach point in the southern side of Elliott Bay, right in Seattle. Now, they found this while they were filming a TikTok video, and inside the suitcase, they discovered black plastic trash bags that smelled terrible. The teens then contacted the police and had to wait several hours for them to arrive, Police then discovered a second suitcase and found human remains inside of it as well. The two suitcases were discovered uh, on the shore, contained the remains of 35-year-old Jessica Lewis and 27-year-old Austin Wenner, a couple who had been dating for eight years. That's insane because this I remember this story broke. It was everywhere. Everyone's talking. I live 60 miles south of Seattle, so I was like, holy crap, is there a serial killer? People were wondering, people were scared, people were worried. Turns out it's not, and that's a good thing. And they've got an arrest, which is a great thing. So a 62-year-old man named Michael Lee Dudley has now been arrested in connection with the murder of these two people who were found in June. Dudley was arrested in Buren, Washington, about 11 miles south of Seattle on Wednesday evening and he's currently being held in King County Jail with the bail set at $5 million. He is expected to be formally charged today in court. Now, here's the story. Here's what happened. Here's what the police have revealed. Michael Lee Dudley was renting a room to Jessica Lewis and Austin Winner uh, during the quarantine. Now, the reports were that they were homeless. There had been some reports that they were homeless, but now we know that they had a room during the quarantine. He told the police that he got into an argument with them because he wanted them to move out when they could no longer pay rent, which is, to be fair, a valid request. But instead of evicting them, 
which he probably could not have done due to squatters rights. I don't know how it operates exactly in Washington, but that they had been there longer than 30 days. He couldn't just get rid of them. So what happened was he killed him. Allegedly. Jessica Lewis was shot and killed multiple times, suffered multiple gunshot wounds. And Wenner was killed with a single gunshot. It is believed that Dudley then uh, killed the couple on June 9th before their remains were discovered in the beach nine days later, because he allegedly went out and dumped the bodies in the bay, thinking they would just float away or they would sink, not expecting them to come back to shore. Now, neighbors did report hearing yelling and gunshots coming from Dudley's home saying that they had heard a male voice say, please don't do this, just let me leave. However, officers were unable to enter the residence when they first responded. When they returned later with the search warrant, they did find bullet holes, bullet casings, and blood in one of the rooms. Now, this is what I don't get. Is this guy had two months to clean this stuff up, and he just didn't do it. Or he he didn't do all of it. Now, police do go on to say that Dudley couldn't explain where the bullets or bullet holes or blood came from. And police did write in their arrest report that the blue room in which the blood and bullets were found had been recently painted and cleaned. So perhaps doing the search warrant, they were able to kind of scratch and that's where they found it. But he was still trying to clean it up, but he apparently didn't do it very well. There had been another report that I had read where a neighbor had come over and allegedly had seen uh, the outline of a body underneath some like clothing or debris. And Dudley had said, I, you know, you need to leave. I need to clean this up. I don't know. That's one of the reports that I read to me. That one's a little bit weird just because I'm like, but if you saw the outline of a body and, and your neighbor saying like, I need to clean this up. I think at that point, calling the cops and saying, I think there's a dead body here would, you know, maybe be a bit more appropriate. Now, uh, Jessica Lewis's aunt, uh, Gina Joshke, uh, wrote on their GoFundMe page. I believe they got the monster who did this to them. I want to thank the Seattle police department. They never wavered in their professionalism and promised to help our family in any way they could. God bless them for being diligent through all of that and helping us finally be able to sleep at night. And that's awesome that they caught this guy. It's terribly tragic that it happened, but there were all these rumors and speculations that were coming out two months ago when the story broke. There were accusations of drugs. There were accusations of homelessness. As I mentioned earlier, that was one of the things I had read. And it turns out that this guy was renting a room to them during COVID And he was gouging them. One of the reports I saw said that he was charging $1,500 a month for a single room, this blue room in his house, $1,500 a month. Now in the Seattle area, that's not uncommon. That's really not that uncommon. The Seattle area is so massively, vastly, insanely overpriced that When I moved here, I chose to move 60 miles south to where it is, in fact, manageable to live. But these people trusted someone to stay in their house, his house. And clearly 
when a dispute broke out over money, over $1,500 a month, he allegedly flew off the handle, gunned them down, dismembered their bodies, placed them in black plastic bags, placed them in suitcases, and then disposed of them as if they were trash in the bay, thinking that would be the end of it, thinking no one would say anything about it because they would never, ever, 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 ever find the evidence. So two months ago, when this story broke, that man must have been absolutely scared shitless for the last two months until he was finally arrested. And that's amazing to me. It is. It's really amazing. And I'll tell you why. Because fear messes with you. Paranoia messes with you. For two months, he sat in an abject state of fear. Can't leave COVID. Can't run suspicion. Just trapped in his home, attempted to clean it up, did a terrible job, and still got busted. Good. And I'm hoping that the family can now get the justice for this, these senseless deaths and move on with their life. As always, I do want to hear your thoughts, so let me know what you think about the story. Now, moving over to Carthage, Missouri. An investigation is underway this weekend as residents have made the chilling discovery of a decaying child's body. The Carthage Police Department said that they responded to a call at 1102 Walnut Street after neighbors said they saw the body of a deceased child in the backyard. The body was partially buried in the backyard, officers say, that due to the state of the K the body was in, it's undetermined how long it had been there for. At this point, the body will be sent off for an autopsy to determine the cause of death. Investigators are interviewing the occupants of the home and neighbors and asking with that anyone with information on this incident is being asked to contact the Carthage Police Department at 417-237-7200. That is 417-237-7200. This is a developing case. It's obviously one that there's not a lot of information on right now. And looking into it, I wanted to bring attention to it using this platform because I always find these stories to be interesting. This child partially buried. This is and from what I can gather. It's an infant who was partially buried. There were kids that were playing around there that didn't notice the body right away. I mean, if you know, they're, they're saying here that it was in a state of, they're, they're not saying what the state of decay was, but we can still ascertain that there probably would be some kind of smell. It's a very interesting story because when we discovered the particulars about the age of this child listed as being an infant, I can only assume, and again, this is my pure speculation and you might have an entirely different take than me, but I, every time I hear a story like this, it always kind of boils down to like one of two things. One, the mother didn't want the child and buried it or two. Maybe the child died of SIDS or maybe the child died of uh, shaken baby syndrome. 
and they freaked out and they just buried it. I don't want to say it. We don't know if it's a boy or a girl buried the child out back as a way of covering it up. But when they partially bury it, it comes across as being. I mean, you have to know you can't partially bury this thing, you, you, you know, this, this, this person, you can't just leave it out there like it's trash, which is one of the reasons why I kind of I kind of lean towards the first one rather than like the, the, the former, rather than the latter in regards to like speculation. Now, like I said, this is just all theory. There's not enough information out there right now to even form a proper theory. But you do hear these stories every once in a while. And the biggest takeaway from them is always the mother disposed of the child. It's terrible. I have my two daughters. And so these stories are always kind of heartbreaking because I, I couldn't imagine my life without them. And I know parenting isn't for everyone. I know parenting isn't a skill everyone has. Even I wonder myself sometimes if I'm going to be any good at it, but there's always options. And this infant deserved more. So if we can update this story, I'll let you guys know. Uh, anyway, as always, I want to hear your thoughts and your opinions. All right, guys, finally today, we're going to be talking about a terrible story coming out of Brownsville, Texas, which is right there on the U.S.-Mexico border. An American mother of two, a young woman, was found dead in Mexico the other day with all of her teeth missing. And uh, she was reported missing by her mom, and then her body was discovered not long after that. Now, the young woman is named Elizabeth Flores, who was last seen on August 9th when she traveled to the Mexican border city of Mataros. I'm probably mispronouncing that, and said she would return later that night. She said this to her mother, Maria Rubio, and the last time they spoke to one another. Now, Maria, who was exceptionally concerned and makes all the sense in the world that she was, contacted the Brownsville Texas Police Department on August 10th to file a missing persons report after losing contact with her. And Elizabeth Flores's body was discovered on August 11th. So the next, so just two days after she went missing, they found her body. Uh, local media outlets are saying here that Flores was in Mexico to visit her boyfriend, but they do not name the boyfriend. So this is where we find out more about, I guess, how she died. And this is, it's not good. Now, Elizabeth Flores, 23 years old, mother of two, her body was found on August 11th, where she had a, a, appeared to have died from head injuries, suffered after she was beaten with a rock that was also found at the scene. This is coming from local police in Mexico. The law enforcement investigators also reported that part of her scalp had been removed and that her teeth were taken out by force. So I'm trying to wrap my brain around what that means. She's a young, attractive woman. My question then becomes, was this a sexual assault? Was this a rape that went horribly wrong? Well, they haven't released that information yet about if she was sexually assaulted before death, but saying here that 
part of her scalp had been removed and that her teeth were taken out by force does leave me with serious questions. And I'm sure you're also left with serious questions. So when I think the scalp had been removed, it sounds like they had, someone had physically removed the scalp, but it could be from the rock and the teeth being taken out by force could also be the rock. Because what else would there be reason for? I mean, if she had gold fillings at the age of 23, that seems unlikely. Did she have, I mean, what would be the reason? Are they looking for teeth? Is that part of some kind of body harvesting operation? I, that's a way out there thought. Occam's razor would indicate sexual assault, robbery gone wrong, that kind of thing. But we don't know. Now, her mom said in an interview with Telemundo that losing a child is like having your heart ripped out. I feel very sad for what they did to my daughter. How they left her is what pains me. That pain that my daughter went through at that time is what pains me. And her mom, Maria Rubio, is seeking help from the United States and Mexico officials to repatriate her daughter's remains to Texas. At this point, there have been no arrests have been made by the authorities in Mexico, but, and this take this however you want, I think it's a good thing. The FBI is now going to get involved because Elizabeth Flores, 23-year-old mother of two, is an American citizen murdered in another country. They are now going to get involved. And I, I have a feeling whoever did it, if it's the boyfriend, if it's an associate of the boyfriends, if it's just random hooligans, someone's going to talk. And I hope they bring uh, this monster to justice because that is just... Disgusting. Terrible. And another reason why it's always good to remember that you need to be 100% prepared, 100% aware of your surroundings. Because you never know. And so my thoughts and prayers go out to the family and I hope they get very quick and swift justice. All right, guys, that actually wraps up today's episode. Some um, dark stuff happening in the world, as always. You know, you, you take a bit of what you take. You take a week off. You come back. You think, you know what? I'm just going to talk about murder, and uh, doesn't make it any easier to talk about these stories, especially when you start to think about uh, about the particulars. A dead baby, a dead mother, a couple gunned down because they couldn't afford an exuberant rent during a global pandemic. Who knows what tomorrow will bring? What other tragedies will unfold? This is a bit of a macabre podcast talking about these issues, but as always, I do want to hear your thoughts. So head on over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the milk garden and join up today. We'll talk to everyone tomorrow. Have yourself a great day. Hug the ones you love. Love the ones you hug. And peace out.